Hey, everybody, welcome to the You Should Know podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button because it helps me get amazing guests like we have today. Our guest today is on-air talent at Complex Networks. You've seen him interview some of the biggest celebrities in the world from Kevin Hart, Nipsey Hussle, Lil Wayne, Pharrell, and many more. Here to talk about his life and career at Complex, it's Pierce Simpson. Pierce, what's going on, man? Not much, man. It's an honor to be here. Uh, like I told you before we started rolling, I love what you're building. Love to see you build it from the ground up and importantly, of had a, had that ownership and and that was a great introduction, man. So I really appreciate it. Oh man, I it's I have so many questions for you. So let's just get right into it. That's good with you. Perfect. Let's do it. So going from policy production intern at an insurance company to being <laughs> assistant manager at Hat World, where did broadcasting get into your life, and when did you decide that this is what you're going to do for a living? Man, that's amazing. That was first off, great question. Great question. So those jobs are, man, just trying to get me through college in the meantime, and just trying to like, I remember I was a policy production intern in New York Life during the summer, just trying to do anything in my power to get Jordans. And then <laughs> I worked the same thing during school, doing anything in my power to get Jordans. But honestly, transitioning to the broadcast world was definitely kind of falling forward and just by accident, so to speak. Um, got out of college and went to Nice Kicks to intern after I graduated. And uh, Matt Hatfield was like, Hey, you got a great voice. Have you ever tried this on camera thing? And I was like, nah, but you know, I'm willing to give it a shot. And so I did that in 2014. And ever since then, I've kind of um, been at it. So it's been fortuitous. I thank God every day for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a whirlwind, but an enjoyable one. Well, it's great for you. You're doing great at your job. I have a question. Do you think it's important or necessary for someone that wants to do what you're doing? Is it necessary for them to go to college? Great point. I'll put it like this. I don't think college is a necessary roadmap for everybody, but I will say college was a useful tool for me, not from the standpoint of just like scholarly things or just the book work as much as it was just like trying to figure out how to live life as an adult, everything in between the balance, the continue to improve on relationships, all those different types of things kind of helped me excel. But like I said, college is not for everybody. I know plenty of successful people that didn't go to college and didn't even want to go to college. I think the main thing is just knowing what you want to do and going after that. And it wasn't always an easy road for you. Let's go back to April 29th, 2015. You received an email from Complex News after applying for their editorial producer position that read, We've reviewed your background for our editorial producer position opening at Complex. And while you have some impressive experiences and skills, we have decided to pursue other candidates that we believe are a stronger match for our current needs. What did that mean to you at the time and how did it affect you? Yeah, honestly, in that moment, it crushed me because I remember where I got the email. I was literally doing a video outside with my guy, Sid Ashford. We were um, about to record something. Record, we were doing a series, but I see it's called Gridiron Kicks. And I got that email and I was crushed. And I remember he was just giving me some game about like how, you know, you never know where you end up, just keep doing your thing. And at that point, I think Complex had told me no like three separate times. So I was kind of like feeling very defeated, but I understood that you got to push through and continue to grind and continue to go after it because, you know, maybe it might not be right in that moment, but who's to say that it's only your skills that didn't allow for that opportunity to happen. I feel like the universe is always conspiring in your favor. And so I just felt like, you know, maybe one, I can improve my skills or maybe everything else around me needed to align before the opportunity to happen. And one year and one day after that email, um, I made the move to Los Angeles. So it's funny how life works. That's amazing. And so going from 
rejection to interviewing some of the world's biggest celebrities do you ever have like a what the hell moment what am i doing here like a starstruck kind of moment yeah every day every day and it's more so like you know being from texas things are a lot different compared to when you when you come out to los angeles california and so it was a bit of a culture shock for me to kind of get adjusted to an entirely different part of the country an entirely different type of culture and for me growing up i never expected to just move cross country like that but um, every time I, I step out there and I interview people, and I'm fortunate enough to be in the positions that Complex has put me in, it does kind of feel like a very, very surreal thing, especially considering I had Complex covers on my wall in high school. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I had that on my wall. So it's funny to see how life works out. And uh, through that rejection, I was able to uh, keep pushing and get to the point that I'm in now. What does your everyday at Complex look like? Because, you know, a normal person, that's like, that's not a normal job, you know, that's a dream job for a lot of people. So what is it pre-COVID, obviously, what does an everyday look like? I would say just kind of always sharpening your tools. You kind of always had to stay um, in the know about culture. And so the beautiful thing at Complex is you're able to kind of be cross-functional in a sense of like, okay, I can, I know I may interview an athlete. Let me stay up to date on that. I may interview uh, a movie star, let me stay up to date with that. So I think a lot of it, the day-to-day, as far as my position, is just staying ready. So you don't have to, ever have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Right, just right. staying with the culture. And the beautiful thing is, it's much similar to what we do every day, just being on Twitter and just kind of being fully immersed in it. So that's been a blessing of it. It's just kind of being able to do things that's very much aligned to what I already do in my day-to-day life. And how does the show system work at Complex? Are you are you coming up with these ideas or these shows? Because you were on Out of Bounds with Gilbert Arenas. You're the host of It's Bigger Than. And then you go to on studio to interview him. Are you coming up with these ideas? Or do like the higher ups like have these and they select you for it? Oh, man, we got a great team. I think it's all pretty much a collaborative effort. You know, I've been in situations where they give you the leeway to come up with things on your own. And I've also been a part of situations where it comes from the top down. You know, I think that's the the beautiful thing about Complex is a lot of great creatives there and you're able to get collaborative with different things. And so that's the great thing when it comes to like creating content and creating things like that. With that being said, how important is it for you to build your own brand and your own IP while working at such a big corporation like Complex? That's a great point. I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you had played sports, I think it's, it's great to build up your own personal brand and and do things like that, but don't let it get in the way of the team aspect. You know what I'm saying? So it's just trying to find that healthy balance, so to speak. Um, you know, I try to build my brand in, in ways that fit me. That's much aligned to who I am as a person. I don't kind of want to get out of that scope, but at the same time, I still want to remain professional and put complex in the best light um, because, you know, that is my employer. So right. it's just kind of finding that fine balance of like, professionalism but also taking time to find out who you are you have some amazing pieces that went super viral like why do you hate lebron james and the amazing piece do you understand now that's about colin kaepernick and the whole kneeling situation how does it feel making those pieces and how does it feel after the such a big reaction that they get man it's a it's a it's still such a surreal thing that I even think about. And I even hit up my guy Zion today because Zion, who um, is on the Complex Sports Podcast with uh, my guys, uh, Chops and Adam Caparel, you know, with those two pieces, he just hit me up on a whim and was like, hey, I got an idea. You think you can kind of execute this? And I recorded it in my closet. And it's just funny to see how just the idea that him and I, you know, that he had, that he related to me, that we executed 
became something so viral and was able to resonate with people. So in some ways, I'm still trying to digest it, but it's definitely a good feeling. And it definitely is something that feels very, very rewarding, especially because of the topic at hand and what we're talking about and just capturing that moment. So right. it definitely uh, it definitely feels good. And, you know, uh, shout out to Zion because uh, he deserves a lot of credit also. Definitely. And since you work at Complex, I'm going to take one of the show segments from one of your co-workers, Sean Evans, called Explain That Gram. So we take okay. a deep dive into your Instagram and you explain really? the story behind these pictures. So I have some pictures here. I love the story behind them. And real quick, before and before we start with Sean, Sean is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. And, you know, you see a guy at that stature to be able to do what he does with hot ones not only from an intellectual level to be able to have these conversations with wide ranging guests to eat all those damn wings and just push it through is crazy. And I remember my first week here, I was, this was way back in like 2016. I was maybe about to interview Rob Gronkowski, I believe. And Sean was busy and, you know, I'm kind of trying to figure out my way. I, I definitely was like thrown to the fire immediately but he took time out of his day to review my questions and send feedback to me and kind of help me improve as an interviewer. And every time that I am crafting questions or I am trying to um, build out an interview, I still think of those moments when he sent that email back like way in 2016. I think it's just a testament to who he is. And I just wanted to give him a shout out, shout out on that. Yeah, definitely. Cause like last week I had KJ Adams on and he was talking about how Blake Griffin helped him out. So it's always good to hear these people that are like these, huge figures and you find out they're good people too. It's always great to hear, but there's a story behind this. Tell us yeah, about that day. For sure. That was, a, Kevin that, Hart. Was a, that was a really good day. I was uh man. I think that was like September, 2016. I had been in LA maybe four or five months. Um, and so that event also included a like moderation where Kevin and I was on stage and we were talking to a bunch of influencers here in Hollywood. And it was much of the conversation, like how to grow and build your personal brand. And so for me, I was like kind of nervous. Cause I was like, damn, I just, I pretty much just started this job and I'm talking to Kevin Hart and I'm also doing this moderated. Like, this is a, this is a lot, but let's see if I'm up to the task. And so I always meet moments like that where you got one or two choices, either you're going to do it or you're going to cower down to the moment. And so, I just feel like it's better to do it scared than ever back down from any situation. So I would always say like, if anybody's in a situation where you feel like the moment might be too big or you just trying to, you might be nervous about something, I would much rather you do it scared than cower down because chances are what you're fearful of isn't even that big. And when I did that interview and I talked to Kevin, that's still an interview I remember dearly and it's one of my favorites. And uh, I really appreciate that moment. It was great to hear. And this one, great caption on this picture, by the way. It's you and Floyd Mayweather <laughs> right there. Let me read the caption for the people watching. You said that's an $18 million watch. Meanwhile, I just want a Rolex. It's hilarious. That's I feel that. That's, and still to this day, I just want a presidential Rolex that's like 33 grand. But your man pulled out an $18 million watch. And all I'm thinking at the time is like, if I break this watch somehow, I can't have this bill fall on me because I'm not going to be able to cover it. That's not going to happen. <laughs> And so it was just, it was definitely, it looked very much the part of $18 million. I'll say that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the experience, but it was cool chopping up with one of the best ever from a, a boxing standpoint. It was a surreal feeling. So it was cool to chop it up with Floyd. And on a side note, how do you feel about his upcoming fight with uh, Logan Paul? How do you feel about that? I feel conflicted. Cause it's like, 
this guy's arguably pound for pound the greatest fighter of all time. And then right. he's hopping in here to fight a YouTube star. Mind you, you know, I, anybody can get beat on any day. But I, there's no way I think Floyd is going to lose to this guy. It's obviously a payday. But, you know, I'm not going to hate on anybody getting the check. I, I guess the boxing enthusiast in me is a little conflicted. Are you watching the fight? Uh, probably. I probably, yeah, there you know, go. <laughs> I probably will. Yeah, why not? I always say, no, nah, I'm not going to watch it. And I end up tuning in. Definitely tuned in. And this one, uh, this is amazing. You've interviewed him a couple of times. It's you and Nipsey Hussle right there. Yeah. So that's what those moments were like. Oh, man. Uh, the thing I always remember is the presence of Nipsey, you know, how he moves, you know, especially I remember that first time that particular picture we had at ConfliceCon. And when he was walking in, you can just kind of feel the wave of energy as he was navigating. And then when you get there and you talk to him, he he gives you so much respect as if you've known him for like years. You know what I'm saying? He's he's very professional. He's about his business. And uh, I just remember just having just good energy around him whenever I talked to him. So definitely rest in peace to Nipsey. I, I remember, you know, when that news dropped, how much I was hurt. You know, I had to pull over in a parking lot and just kind of think for a minute because it was just such a heavy thing. But um, yeah, he's he was just a, a very, very, um, had a special energy to him for sure. Right. Right. And last but not least, you, Dwayne Wade, Rick Ross. Great uh, interview, by the way. I watched the full thing. It's amazing. How was that? Uh, incredible, especially to be in a situation where you're interviewing two, two respective legends in the game at their craft, you know, at the same time. It's one thing to interview one in a particular moment, but when you're interviewing two at the same time, it's like a, a heightened type of thing. And so uh, it was fun, man. Once we got in there and we got settled, it was like talking to two of my homies, two of my friends. And uh, that's a that's a conversation I definitely remember for a while. What's your relationship like with Dwayne Wade? Maybe I, I'm reading too much into it, but I see like y'all comment on each other's Instagram. So it seems like a little more than like an interviewer, interviewee relationship. Do y'all have any kind of like personal relationship? No, nothing like too vast personally. I think it's just uh, just respect on either side. Obviously, I have a lot of respect for him, just the, the legendary player that he was and, and just watching him throughout you know my teenage years and, and seeing him become the Hall of Famer that he is. And I, I think he just has uh, some respect for me from the interview standpoint. So shout out to D-Wade, all the respect in the world for that guy. And so, uh, yeah. How, do, how does your preparation differ from personal interviews and then those ones where you're interviewing somebody in front of a stadium of a thousand people or complex con and stuff like that? I try to keep it the same either way. Um, if I'm, even if I'm interviewing somebody and it's just us two in the room, I'm going to treat it the same as if I'm interviewing Dwayne Wade and Rick Ross on the stage. It's just that repetition. You know, I never want to cheat the game. I never want to cheat um, who I'm talking to. So I'm just going to always put that effort and that time into it. And I think a lot of it is seeing the, the talent that, you know, we have internally um, here at Complex. Cause I know that they're going to do the same thing, whether it's like Speedy Mormon or Joe LaPuma or Sean Evans, you know, are the people that came before like Jinx and, and Adesca, like they put in the time. So I just want to do my part too and, and make sure I keep that standard high. And uh, yeah. Out of all the legendary interviews you've had, all the great work you've done, what's your favorite interviewing moment? Man. Uh, I think there's a lot of them for different reasons. Like, of course, the, the Nipsey one will always be close to me because I got a chance to interview him a, a few times, I think three in total. And it was all great energy every time I talked to him. And it's just uh, it's something I'll always, you know, remember for a while. 
But I think for me, the second Pharrell interview was probably um, personally a, a vindicating moment for me because the first time I interviewed Pharrell, I felt like I had personally failed at that time. I felt like I didn't, you know, I didn't do the interview the way it should have gone. And then it kind of drifted to have some like internal conflict that happened. And so that was something that was always on my mind. And that happened my first, like maybe my first month at Complex. And I was like, all right, if I ever get a chance to talk to this guy again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it right. I'm gonna make it worthwhile. And I always kind of relate things to, to sports analogies because it helps me understand it a bit better. And so I always look at that moment, like Kobe's air balls in Utah. Mm -hmm. You know, early in his career, I was like, I'm sure that aided him all summer, but he got to a moment where he's able to to defy that that adversity and become one of the you know one of the goats in the game. And so, when I got that opportunity to interview Pharrell again, I was locked in and I was focused. And after we wrapped the interview, I kind of told him that story, and he was like, "Man, you did a you did a hell of a job." And it eventually got tweeted by Kanye West. So that was just a it was a cool like full circle moment for sure. That's amazing, man. And going into 2021, what can people look to see from you? What's coming up? What can you tease for us? Yeah, I think uh, just continued growth. Um, it's bigger than we're you know, hoping to continue that. Um, we had a successful season one. I feel like the commentary and the insight I've gotten from people who've watched has been really good. So hopefully just try to continue to build on that. And then also just try to continue to build on me. You know, I definitely don't feel like I'm a finished product in any way, shape or form nor should anybody else feel that way about themselves. And I just want to continue to grow, continue to evolve. And so I think 2021 would just be a continued elevation of, of me, you know, hopefully a more refined, hopefully a sharper me. And uh, yeah. Pierce, thank you so much for coming on, sharing these stories, man. I'm a big fan of you. Hopefully we get to work together more in the future. Hey Good. man, I'm a big fan of you. I love what you do. I love what you're building. I love the questions that you provide. And uh, man, you're only going to get better. And I'm excited to see that growth. And before you know, you're going to be one of the best in the game. So I'm Amen. excited to see you. Thank you so <laughs> much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Everybody, that's Pierce Simpson. This is the You Should Know podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. I'll see y'all next time.